Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi, and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian rollerblading podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and today I want to talk about how we can philosophically justify wasting our time rollerblading. Hi, I'm starting a new family routine where I go to bed, uh, go to bed, go to, no, I still go to bed the same late time, uh, up last night watching Stranger Things season two, so nice to have that back in my life. Did you notice how the very start of season two um, is almost shot for shot like the start of the Goonies, the, the, the kind of bank robbery scene? Anyway. Watch it again, compare and contrast, and uh, maybe you'll see what I mean. Um, anyway, so uh, getting up early, going to work earlier, working a full day, starting earlier, and then uh, picking up my son from school and finishing the day earlier. So that's what I'm doing. It's nice to beat the traffic, such as Hobart traffic is, um, and off I go. Uh, I want to be thinking today about like this high-level kind of meta question uh, that maybe some of you have never thought to ask, but then others of you, maybe you really feel it strongly. The question of how can you justify spending time and spending money on rollerblading, on scooting around on wheels? Like what's the, what moral, ethical justification is there for such a thing? Um, I'm, I actually have, have got a book in... Um, in the editorial phase at the moment, like it's a Christian book. I'm a I'm a Christian pastor, and and it's my first book anyway. Um, and that's kind of what the book is asking as well: is how do we, amongst other things, it's asking that question: how do you make decisions in life when there are these really fundamentally important issues, you know, uh, fundamental moral issues, religious issues, even just issues for your own personal life, like care for your family, perhaps. How do you square those with all the secondary, tertiary, whatever the word is for fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, these other things that are just nowhere near as important, uh, and yet they're still part of life and we still kind of want to do them? How do they fit into things? Should we really all aim to be like some kind of monk who, um, who completely gives themselves only to serving God? or some kind of great humanitarian or political hero who completely sacrifices all for the sake of the greater good. Uh, C.S. Lewis, who wrote the Narnia books, um, you know, The Lion, The Witch and the Wardrobe, those things, he, um, uh, he delivered a, like a sermon thing in, um, where was it, Cambridge, I think, um, during World War II, and he asked that question, he, he led with the question, it was called studying in wartime. How can you be wasting time on university education when people are dying? <laughs> you know, but being shot down, mowed down. There's these great uh, issues going on. And he points out, of course, that that's not unique to wartime. Any time in history, people are dying. 
any time in history, there's life and death issues all around us. Um, so how can we justify doing relatively lesser things? It's a big question. And it might even drill down a rollerblading. You, when you're rollerblading or spending money on rollerblading, you could be giving money to the starving poor, you could be spending time with your three-year-old kid, um, you could be praying, um, and instead, there you are mucking around with um, acid soles and swiveling and uh, 540s. You know, what's, what's the, how do you think about that? Look, on one level, um, you could justify it using what's called a utilitarian framework. Utilitarianism is, is kind of an outcome-based philosophy where, where you argue that you should do whatever produces the greatest good for the greatest number of people. Um, you know, that, that's the kind of a, a big aim of it. And everything is justified as long as you use that kind of framework. You, you could call utilitarian, though, anything that's kind of interested in a, cons a positive consequentialism. Uh, you know, you just look for the outcome. And, and so you could say, well, you know, and, I, and this is true, and I hear rollerblades, rollerbladers say things like, my girlfriend understands that I need to go and blow off steam and, and, and give myself to this hobby for a period of time, and then when I do that, I come back a much nicer person, you know? Um, and, and so you could list all the positive benefits of sport and of an action sport, you know? It, it's good for fitness, it's good for resilience, it's good for confidence, it builds community, it um, deals with stress, it gives a, a kind of a mental meditative a space separate from all the stresses of life. Um, and so we could say, look, these are all these positive benefits. And so it's worth spending some time uh, and spending some money uh, in order to get those positive benefits. That's true. I, I don't want to for a second deny that that's true. Um, uh, but on its own, it's really inadequate because I don't want to say, and you don't want to say, if you're listening to a rollerblading podcast, I bet you don't want to say that rollerblading is only uh, justifiable or is only you only do it to the exact proportion with which it brings a positive benefit in a consequential utilitarian way. You know, and I only spend as much on it as I can justify for it to bring back some kind of positive benefit. That, that's not how you do it, is it? Um, because if that was the case, then you'd have to ask the questions of, could I get a better benefit for a shorter period of time and a cheaper price doing some other sport? You know, have I really chosen the right sport and the right configuration of that sport? And, and can I really justify the particular risks associated with an action sport? Or um, the particular hassles of um, having to get to street spots and skate parks uh, to justify this particular sport. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, so you have to go past that, I think. And, and I, there's two other things that I would want to throw out there as, as philosophical factors. That, uh, most, of us, most of us get this stuff intuitively. On a gut level, we kind of go, yeah, this is how you've you got to live life. Um, so in some ways, I guess I'm just philosophically putting into words what, what, what we already know, <laughs> which I suppose is the silliness of philosophy all the way around. Uh, the first observation is that the reality of life in the world is that there are lots and lots of different types of stuff. 
right? The world is not a singular me and God, or um, a singular um, uh, me and the greatest good. Uh, the world is diverse with a whole bunch of good things, some super good, some relatively good, some ordinary, and then of course there's bad things and evil things. Um, that's the nature of, of the world as we find it. You know, some philosophies, and in fact you could say a lot of philosophies, try and cope with that by simplifying. And they, you know, like so, those who deny the reality of the external world and seek to transcend beyond it through self-denial. Uh, yeah, all people with a simplistic moral or political cause who say we should just live entirely for that. The problem with those views is in the end they're, they're world denying, they're reality denying. They're, they're not living in the world as we find it, which is really richly diverse. Uh, the very nature of life and being are multi is multiple competing good things of all sorts. Um, and so any, any real philosophy of life needs to cope with that. I mean, the way you can think about it is that you think about a, um, the highest religious good or political good or moral good. Um, when I seek to do good to another person, um, what is my ultimate goal? If I'm trying to give food to the hungry, is my goal just to give them enough food so they've got enough food to eat and then my job is done? Surely my goal should be for them to enjoy fully the, the good, rich, full things of life. I want the, the starving person to not only have enough food, but to have education and comfort and joy and pleasure and a full life. Do you see what I mean? Um, when, I, when I want somebody to come to know the truth of God, um, I don't just want them to kind of know that truth, tick the religious box and die and go to heaven. No, I want them to know those truths in such a way that it shapes everything they do and so that they're, they're living in a spiritual state of mind, you know, like I'm, I'm a Christian, that then to know salvation in Jesus, uh, to live for Jesus in every area of their lives and to realize the whole world's his. Do, do you see what I mean? Um, and so from that point of view, you see, it's, it's good just to embrace the fact that the messiness and the complicatedness of all these things is the nature of the way the world is. If there's a God, it's the way God made the world to be. <laughs> um, at least if you believe that God made this physical world. Um, uh, if, if you're an atheist, then you go, this is just the way the world is that I found it with all these different things. Um, and so I need to learn how to live well uh, in an integrated way where the most important things uh, sew themselves into the less important things. And so rollerblading is just one of the things in the world. And people who do things like rollerblading and people who take pleasure in the simple, peculiar little things like rollerblading, that's part of the world I find myself in. I'm part of that world. And, and that's fine. That's good. That's um, I do good, I do serve the greater good, I love my family, while also being in a world where I happen to like rollerblading. So that's, that's the first philosophical piece, is actually embrace the goodness of diversity, of competing good things, of it being good to do the less than best thing as a part of just um, the package of living as a, um, you know, as a finite particular person in a complex, diverse world. And the other big plank I want to say is that desire and pleasure and, um, and uh, the quirks of individual interest, that is part 
of the human good life as well. Um, in other words, we don't have to justify everything in our lives in a purely rational Excel spreadsheet consequentialist outcome-based way. Um, that one of the things that as we reflect and consider about you know what's good and right and wise and and, and, and all that kind of stuff, we do th- we should and do think about all that. But as we do that, we also need to consider, and it's right to consider particular desire, interest, pleasure, um, that that's, that's again just part of the reality of living a human life, and that's a good thing. I want to say it's a good thing. Um, and, and so that in the end, there are m- multiple good things I could do. Uh, should I get married or not get married? Uh, should I do this job or that job? Should I give to this charity or to that charity? Should I rollerblade or not? Should I rollerblade more or not? Should I buy this expensive pair of skates or not? There's no absolute answer to these questions. I reflect on upon it morally and weigh up all the factors with wisdom. And then ultimately I do what I choose to do, what I desire to do. Um, uh, Aristotle calls choice um, uh, appetite uh, informed by intellect. Or he says you could put it the other way around. Intellect informed by appetite (laughs) it's both thinking but also just wanting desiring being pleased by and so uh, embracing your humanness as a moral agent um, and acting in line with your human desire is part of acting morally and so that means in the end I say why do I rollerblade well it's not immoral I do it in proportion to the other issues in my life and so I weigh those things up but I want to, that's why I do it. I like it, that's why I do it. And I wanna live in a world where other people um, can do what they like to do, because they like to do it. And that indirectly out of that, the, um, the happy consequence of that is that um, we end up living in a rich, diverse, interesting, creative, inventive world. All sorts of spin-offs come out of that um, that you wouldn't be able to engineer if you simply, um, you know, rationally tried to weigh up everything in a spreadsheet. But actually running with the bizarre particular uh, desires and interests and, and diversity of the world just creates a cool world where there happens weirdness of weirdness, wonder of wonder to be rollerblading in it. And, um, and that, that's really awesome. So there you go, some, um, uh, some philosophical reflection there. You can justify rollerblading in a consequentialist, utilitarian way. But beyond that, you need to also realise and embrace the fact the world just is diverse and that part of the way we make decisions in this diverse world is um, in line with our desires and interests, pleasures and choices. I hope you feel more philosophically enriched in your skating this week. You're welcome. See you later. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.